Welcome to the show, everybody. This is episode number 299 of the Iron Coop Fights movies. This episode is available on iTunes, YouTube. I honestly don't know if it's still on Google Play and SoundCloud. I'm really not sure. Um, I'm Kia, your host. With me on the show today are my co-hosts, Emerson. What's up? And Everett. Hey, what's going on? And this week, the team reviews The Marvels. I'm going to explain our rating system on the show. We give the titles that we have watched a rating of win, draw, or loss. A win is a title that we would highly recommend, while a draw is a title we didn't love or recognize others may appreciate. A loss means we do not recommend the title. So um, taking a step back from the formalities, um, we're back. We're not back every week, although we did talk about like doing some news episodes at some point, but we never did. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, Everett and I have been doing our monthly Hot Toys podcast. There honestly haven't been movies to review. Yeah. And so the great ones out there. To be honest, even this is a stretch. This is a stretch. We can always do Madam Web. I heard it was awful. We are going to do Madam Web. Jesus. I want to see it. I'll be honest. I want to see it. Well, we did Morbius. We might as well complete it. It's the same writer as Morbius. We're I hear it's the Craven same quality also. too. We're gonna do Craven also. We we got Aquaman two. I guess we can do Dune two. I don't know what I'm gonna say about that, to be honest with you. But um, what else is there? Anything else that we we want to talk about? I mean, have there been any shows out lately? I mean, I watched really. some stuff, but nothing that I would critically analyze. Um. But yeah, you know, it's been, it's been a long time. Like my my son is over a year old now. That was kind of where we left off on our regular episodes. We've come back a few times since then. Um, Everett, I heard a rumor you are getting married. Uh, and who told you that exactly? A little bird told me. No, I'm not getting married. Although, who knows? Get- Maybe someday. <laughs> Your facial responses did not immediately suggest that was a negative. I was like, what the fuck? Dude, Wait, I'd, you're I'd, you're I'd not love getting to get, married? No, but I'd, I'd like to someday, just not right now. Oh, but you did get engaged. No. Oh, but you're dating someone. No. You've what the fuck is going to on? a girl? Haven't you? I'm I'm really confused. <laughs> where, where, where's this going? <laughs> I'm just working it down to for you to say that you haven't talked to any women. <laughs> yes, <Okay>. I have. <laughs> I, was, I was like, what the fuck? Kia, I couldn't tell if that was a bit, bro. We haven't been here long enough. Yes, for anybody listening, I am still bitterly alone. Nothing has changed in a year. <laughs> uh, Emerson, how about on your front? I talk to women. You meet them. Okay, that it? Is that all you have to report? I, I, you know, I have my life. You have yours. Well, I, I just want to put it out there that I talk to women all the time. So, so do I. Most of the time, investigating them for fraud. <laughs> Those are always the fun ones. That sounds like the type of women Everett typically dates. Oh yeah. <laughs> If she asks to use your social to apply for EBT, say no. <laughs> I, I, I think you both are two out of the many people that I've met who've said I need a prenup signed in blood when I get married. So, Oh, I said that I would object to the wedding if there wasn't a prenup. <laughs> well, right. we're here today to talk about the Marvels. I have notes. And, uh, 
So I guess I. Uh, let's just do it. Uh, Emerson, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I thought this was pretty bad. Um, the age of my like total loathing for some of this stuff has passed because I just don't care. I just was I was bored while watching it. I was like, eh, I didn't really care. I thought it was pretty mediocre. Um, I don't know if I even have the like interest in the MCU anymore to like be like, that was awful. What a letdown, especially for Captain Marvel. I'm just like, eh, it's not good. Um, so I, I would give it, you know, for the average moviegoer, it's a draw. I bet you there are people out there who are a like, draw. Really, wow. I bet there are people I'm telling you, I can't like muster up. Like, would I recommend someone to go see this? No, but for the average person, if you have Disney Plus, you could have it in the background. But it's it's it really has no substance. I don't care. I don't care enough to even be angry at it. Everett, um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take the road and call it a loss. I'm sort of in the same boat as Emerson in some ways, where I think enough time has passed where. We, we've just been getting such shit stuff from Disney and Marvel recently that it's kind of all I really expect. Like most of the streaming shows I've seen, like now I haven't even seen all the way through and those I have, I didn't like. This is about the same quality of crap that we've normally been seeing. And I, I guess there's a difference between me walking into a movie and expecting it to be good and having it be a loss and walking into a movie and knowing it's going to be bad before I even see it. This, this is what that is. I knew this was going to be bad before it even came out. And I, I guess Why? I was because right. There are women in it. No, because people overhype this shit. And the last one wasn't well-made. They were overhyping the Marvels. Uh, yeah. Well, sort of, I mean, weren't people saying it was going to be good. They said the last one was good. And we both, all, all of us know that's not true, but Okay. I don't know. I, I have notes, okay. uh, things I didn't like, but I guess we'll get to it. I give this movie a draw. I actually didn't mind it. The only reason I don't give it a win is because I'm just not, I'm just not excited to ever watch it again. But I really didn't think that it failed. Like, uh, you know, in terms of doing whatever it was trying to do. I don't I know what it was trying to do. What was it trying to do? I think it was just going going to like bring the two other characters, Miss Marvel and Rambo. What, what was her name? They came up with a name for her, right? Photon. Yeah, but they don't like, never they call her that. But her name's they. Uh, they called her something else at the end of the movie. Shock. No, they called her something else. Remember. They gave her. Know. They gave her a name. I don't know. They came. They gave her a lot of names, but Phaser Lord. Yeah, I can't remember. We could call her Photon. Um, yeah, I, um, I I feel like it was trying to flesh those characters out. And, and it's crazy that you would spend like millions of dollars on a movie just to introduce to like D-level characters no one gives a fuck about. And uh, yes, I know Miss Marvel is more popular in the comics, but she doesn't bring much to the table. Um, so I thought just introducing that to like a mass uh, movie going audience I feel like it did that. Um, I thought the movie was kind of fun. I actually didn't mind the three of them together. Um, I didn't mind Brie Larson in this one. Um, really, really, one of the reasons I'm high up on this movie is because the first Captain Marvel is such a fucking stupid movie. 
the writing is so goddamn brain dead. And it's crazy because people don't realize that because they're still like on the that time period they remember is like Infinity War hype and billions of dollars every movie. And and it's like, no, that movie sucked ass. And this in comparison is actually a much better depiction of her. Um Nick Fury was slightly questionable. I like Kamala's family. I mean, I I would say I have a lot of criticism of this, despite giving it a draw, um, which I can go into in my notes. Yeah, let's let's do it. So overall, the humor to me, I didn't hate it, but as I said, like it just felt kind of meh. Like I was like, all right, that's like an okay, and this is throughout the movie as a whole. Okay, the other thing is. Seeing it's saber now, right? Yeah, it's not but sword. It's sword, saber, whatever it is. Um, I forget. Is this before Secret Invasion or not? I don't. I don't, I don't know. But I have a note. Does it matter? I, so basically, what does. I wrote is that I wrote that it's weird that Fury has Shield again under a different name, but I think the aesthetics and the vibe of it are a lot worse because the OG Shield. I'm talking Shield from like Iron Man up to. Civil War felt very gritty and grounded, I would say. Like it felt like a real organization. Now, whatever this new organization is, it feels like Shield, but it just feels bland and soulless. It's kind of like very generic CGI. They're doing something, but no one knows what. Like they're, they're it, it's it's like a plot point to have like the man in the chair. It just felt this new organization I didn't care for at all. I didn't even dislike it. I was just like, man, I miss like OG Shield. That was cool. This I have no strong feelings to. Okay. All right. Um, I also said that the Cree grunts are stormtrooper level jokes, like throughout the movie. When you have Kree soldiers that are like, also, I don't like that they make some of the Kree just like normal people and some are like blue and green. It just, it really detracts from the whole thing. Well, it kind of, it kind of makes sense based on what they've established in the past. Like if you're looking at comics Kree, yeah, they're all blue skins. But if you're looking at what they've established here, they assimilate yeah, other races. Don't do this, Kia. Don't isn't, do that, this Kia. isn't that what they do? They Everett is right. Species. Everett, you just set this motherfucker straight. Took him to school. He's mocking you, Everett. Don't no, I'm not. Him. No, Everett's 100% right. It's stupid looking. They're, they're, it just feels distracting. Oh, okay. Like so, we're going to put right. some people in makeup. We're not. I think their outfits are mediocre and pretty garbage. When you have Kree soldiers running oh. around com- fighting Kamala's parents in close quarters and like it didn't like feel threatening. I don't know. I think it wasn't supposed to feel threatening. But like, as I said, that's when I'm just like, eh, this is just blah. I actually didn't mind a lot of the choreography in those fights. Really? I, you know, the, the pacing of it was like pretty fast. Like the action was like, boom, 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 boom. Like I, I didn't mind the choreography. I just think it was, I think it was dumb. I think it was dumb. And it was just like, it's just played for laughs, which is fine. That's what it wants to be. Didn't find it interesting. Found it boring and really annoying. But would you want um, it to be like, I mean, this I is guess the thing. The, yeah. If, okay. if if you go back like five six years, I'd be like, I wanted it to be like a threat. I wanted to feel invested. Now I'm like, I don't even know if I want it to exist at all. I'm just like, eh, whatever. It is what it is. I don't really like it. It's mediocre. I mean, That's I like- I did enter the mindset of the casual MCU fan where I'm just like, yeah, I want to just put on something that's kind of fun and 
yeah. check out. You're, you're devolving, Kia. You're going backwards. Okay. And and to be honest, like I, I think I got what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going backwards. Um, the other thing I said is like the whole Cree skull thing feels so weird. Partly because I haven't watched anything about them in forever. Like I, I didn't watch. Super it's an Israel-Palestine thing, isn't it? I don't fucking know. It is, isn't it? I don't think so. Originally, I don't Remember think it? so. It is, right? I have no idea. I don't no. think so, Kia. This because aren't they fighting over like the same like land or something? I don't know. I thought that like a scroll like assassinated the king of the Cree or something. I don't know, but. What I'm saying is the whole it's thing about, is about so... it's about the scrolls trying to find a place to call their home. I think you're trying to fit this into the Israel Palestine box, but at no point in the movie did the scroll come up and be like, from the Milky Way to Andromeda, the scroll will be free. Okay. At no point did they stand up and say that. But I was just gonna say about them, like the conflict like means nothing to me because like it's not really established why they're fighting. Like, I think it might be, but maybe I don't know, but I'm like, okay, well they were fighting captain Marvel, And then they like kind of have a secret invasion thing. And now they're like having negotiations, but like, also there's like a civil war between the Kree. It's like, been established for sure. It's been established, I but remember. I don't know what it is anymore. You know, what didn't really make sense to me. And this kind of ties in a little bit to it is what even is the time frame in these movies anymore? Ever since so I, the well, ever since the jump in Infinity War and Endgame, nothing really makes sense because they say in this movie that Captain Marvel went and took down Hala and killed the Supreme Intelligence. When did that happen? Was it like right after she fought uh, what's his face in the first movie? I think would, so. Would so that I mean have... well? Would that mean that Ronan and Guardians of the Galaxy was fighting for no one? This yeah, this is what I'm saying. I agree with Everett because I have a point here that. The time skipping around is really hurting the MCU. Weren't they, they constantly in, in some type of civil war? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is the time skip because they're constantly revealing these major events from the past that are influencing the present, and it just feels disconnected. So the biggest example of this is the fact that at some point, Carol destroyed Hala, which was supposedly 30 years ago because the woman says that uh, I put an end to 30 years of civil war or whatever. And so that would imply that they've been fighting a civil war for 30 years. But then there is the question of like, okay, so Ronan, was he on like one side in the civil war then? Was there a civil war when he was working so. for Thanos? Like, yeah, but they, it's just, they constantly do this. I think this the they, society was fractured. They constantly do this and they go back to like reveal something and it just doesn't work. Like you're trying to retroactively add background that's supposed to be like this big thing and i think it just cheapens and makes the story feel more disconnected i don't think i think it ruins the ability to kind of put yourself into a continuous narrative when you're constantly trying to think like wait so she did this at some point and now this is happening like now maybe well it's in my opinion it sort of plays into why i gave this a loss in the first place so one of the big reasons is that this movie is filled with a bunch of inconsistencies a lot of them have to do with timing, but, you know, a lot of them are also really minor and kind of annoying when you really think about it. Like on top of like all the time stuff, like you guys notice all the inconsistencies with their power usage. Like they try to se- remember what they're supposed to be anymore, to be honest with you. So, so one of the things I complain about when we watch these movies is, you know, the the basically the rule of breaking the rules. When you come up with a universe, you come up with a narrative, you're supposed to set up parameters in which way things, the things work. They've done that for a while in these MCU movies, but now they keep breaking them over and over again. Like, for instance, the beginning of this movie, they set up that all their powers are intertwined and connected through those quantum bands somehow. 
which means anytime they use their powers, they switch, right? At what at what yeah, point? Yeah, can I can I pause you there? I don't understand how so photon got her powers from like a third degree exposure to the space stone. And Wanda got her powers from like a first degree exposure to the space stone. And Kamala I thought it was the mind stone. Uh well, yeah. Remember, yeah, run the staff. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so different stones, yet yeah, whatever. Was it the space stone for Photon? Cap- no, Cap- Captain Marvel got it from the space stone. Wanda got it from the Captain mind stone. Captain Marvel then, got it from the space stone. And then Wanda- Photon got it from Wanda, who got it from the mind stone. Which you think Photon's powers have something to do with the space stone, given like physical space or something? I mean, they Basically. describe it in this movie as she walked through a witch hex. Which I guess since they're trying to retcon it as she was always like magically gifted from the start. I don't yeah, I don't know how what that means. But then isn't come aren't Kamala's powers from the bangle? That's what I thought, which is why I was confused that she was able to use her powers when she took the bangle off. I, I remember there was something at the end of that show where it was like, Yeah, I'm a they tried to imply that she's a hero mutant. or something, some shit like yeah. But so what does the bangle or or her mutant powers have to do with Captain Marvel and the Space Stone. Like, how are they connected at all? I think what they tried to set up was that they're all light based powers. So Captain Marvel can like, she can uh, whatever expel light. Photon can, she absorb, can absorb it. She can absorb light. And Photon can do what? Photon can absorb it, and Kamala Khan no. can create hard light constructs. Oh wait, so Carol expels it. Carol creates and expels the power like with power blasts. Photon can absorb it and I would assume redirect it or use it. Like she can phase and do other things with it. I, it I you know it's just it's, like it's, it's kind of convoluted. Does. Yeah. Okay. And then Kamala can create the hard light stuff. That's what I assume. Okay, so that's why the three of them are connected. I I guess. I mean, I kind of just assumed that because I mean what they tried to set up was that when they were wearing those bands, whoever did it created all the jump points in the galaxy two of them are messing with the jump points and one of them is wearing the other bangles so i would assume all th- all of those things are somehow connected and that's what ended up linking them i guess you have to really kind of think about it a lot in order for it to make sense but okay all right so what was your point about the inconsistencies the in- the point i was trying to make earlier was they try to set up that when they use their powers they all switch at what level do you count using your powers because yeah, Captain Marvel flies all over the place, and that's yeah. technically using her powers. Or, you know, they make their hands glow. Does that not count? Like, yeah, I I don't know. I, they were they were using it in like small ways, and it didn't trigger anything. And I didn't I didn't understand. Yeah, it was it was kind of hard to follow. I don't know, but then again, I mean, you kind of have to suspend your disbelief, I guess, because if you can't fly around and have your ease of movement, the movie doesn't happen. They're all stuck wherever they were. Yeah, that's why it's kind of a stupid plot, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I was gonna say I kinda liked the idea that Carol like accidentally like genocided slash destroyed the Kree. Um and initially I was like, wow, she's an idiot because she destroyed the computer and the whole world fell apart and she was like, I never knew. But like I guess that they imply that all the damage is from the civil war that happened after. Yeah. But is that uh, what took out their son and all the I, other stuff? Apparently, which whatever. Yeah, I but think so. I was going to say that like. So she just came to the planet, killed the leader and left. Yeah, and dipped and they resolved the rest of it on their own. She's like, they're um, free. Yeah. I was going to say that like the movie 
and this is a Marvel issue in general recently, it struggles with these serious concepts because it doesn't actually have the room or interest in exploring them beyond like a surface level of like, oh my God, like, what does this mean that she did this? And like, what, how is she going to take the consequences? And it's like, eh, they, they bring it up. It's kind of implied like, oh, look what you did. Israel, Palestine. Uh, and then it's gone forever. Um, And I think that that is just a pretty common complaint I would have with all Marvel movies recently, honestly, which is they don't really have the time or interest to explore any of these themes um, because of what they are. Um, Kind of going back to Fury 2, I miss Old Fury. I really do. He like, seemed he was like he was so, phoning it in a little bit. He was so cool in the beginning. Like He radiated this element of being in control, being in the know. Yeah, uh, but a lot now, of like toxic masculinity. Thanks, Kia. I always know when you're really dedicated to the to the argument. Now his energy is like, whoa, what's happening? Crazy, right, guys? Like he's played for comedic yeah. relief now. Um, a child is falling out of the sky, and all he's doing is looking up and going, "Yeah, she'll be fine." And, and like everyone is played for comedic relief. I strongly prefer this version of Fury than the one we got in Captain Marvel. See, this is your problem, Kip. You're Where comparing he's like happy this to Captain Marvel. I'm comparing this to Phase One. Yeah, think about the fury you had in like Avengers one versus this one. Like this one's just kind of like what I was thinking about. It's it, Emerson's one hundred percent right. It's completely different, different energy, 100%. different acting style. It's it's pretty shitty. Um, yeah. Also, the the villains like I understand that the villain was stripping the atmosphere and water and and like sun was her old goal from like places that mattered to like Carol, I guess, but like. It kind of seems like she could have just like, you know, maybe gone to like non-habited, like she could have gotten this stuff from elsewhere and like just rebuilt the empire and then maybe addressed like her grievance with Carol. It just seems like a stupid idea to be like the person who's impossible to defeat. I'm going to go antagonize her as my like primary goal. What made me laugh and what I put in my notes is when I saw her stealing the atmosphere of that one planet, I said, oh, this is exactly the plot of Spaceballs. It's exactly what they were doing uh, there, too. Um, it Like, there is a real problem that Captain Marvel is just so powerful that, like, what can anybody do? It's stupid. I know. So- and that's why I'm like, I'm supposed to buy that this Kree person is like an intelligent potential threat. Like, if I'm her, I'm going to rebuild the Empire and like kind of try to ignore Carol literally as long as possible. Couldn't Until Carol like kill the entire population if she yes. wanted to? Well, it's, that's another one of the inconsistencies. I, I think know. she could destroy the universe if she wanted to. Think about what they've previously set up. Not only did we watch Captain Marvel whip Thanos' ass single-handedly, they also said in WandaVision that had he not called down the Blitz, she would have basically kicked his ass single-handedly by herself. That same Captain Marvel now Wasn't can't that, handle um, one Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Wasn't it oh, Scarlet wasn't Witch? Yeah. But she oh. also, like... Carol had a moment where she, like, tanked him and was beating was, the crap out of him. She was beating she was, him. she was whipping his ass. He she used just, the Power Stone in his other hand to beat her for a moment. Yeah. And he didn't... Um, she couldn't she get She destroyed the his gauntlet. entire ship by yeah. herself. But even that, you could argue, is, like, a little bit of nerfing because she could have just like flown right through him. Couldn't she? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have to, she's too strong and her power set is like so vague 
that like all they can end up doing with her is have her like kind of fly at people and kind of shoot energy blasts. Yeah. But like she has to like be contrived for reasons. She just doesn't kill everybody the minute she shows up. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, they set a new precedent. She's dur- strong enough and durable enough to survive flying into a sun. That's God what they've set her. up now. God bless her. Um, I, mean, I really was not claim the fame is like going supernova. Isn't that probably that's like what she did in right. the comics. Kinda, I guess like it's it's changed so many different times <laughs> over the different characters. I was not a fan of the singing part on like the singing world. I wasn't like vehemently against it, but I was like, I'm I just heard so... so many bad things about it. I have to be honest. I don't think it was as bad as I thought it would be. So I was like, I didn't I'm hear just... about I'm, I'm it. I'm sort of in Kia's boat. It wasn't, I didn't hate it, I guess. I didn't like it. I was just like, oh, go on. The one thing I will say about that sequence, the invasion of the ocean world really reminded me of the dark elves invading Asgard. Uh, Cause oh, yeah, they have Valkyrie like popped same... up in this movie. Okay. She did. Yeah. That yeah. was interesting. Um, the ships are the same. They have like the same long design that the dark elves have mm. and like um, the way they like materialize coming out over the water. And it made me want to go back and watch that scene again uh-huh. where the dark elves like attack Asgard. Those were the days. Those were the days. By the way, everyone hates Thor too. So us saying those were the days is like not. I'm uh, surprised that so many people don't like Thor too. I prefer that version of Thor before they turned him into an idiot. Yeah, well, we're the minority on that one. Um, the Ragnarok was so funny. Yeah. Um, it wasn't so funny in its sequel. <laughs> yeah. Um I thought the Flurkin evacuation thing was funny. Like yeah. when they're letting the Flurkins eat everybody. Yeah. Like, I thought that was funny. I liked that. I was like, yeah, oh, that's humorous. Um, you, know, you know, it didn't make sense to me, and this is really minor. Can that cat breathe in space? Apparently, who cares? Probably, it could do that, anything. That yeah, cat's can, riding around on Carol's shoulder in the vacuum of space. I don't. Schrodinger's cat isn't correct. It's, it's the cat can do whatever the plot wants the cat to do. If the cat is, if they, if the plot needs the cat to breathe in space, it can breathe in space. If the plot needs the cat to not breathe in space, it cannot breathe in space. Um, I as we approached the ending, I was talking about how, or I wrote down that. Every movie has backed itself into a corner where every threat now has to be potentially universe destroying, tearing a hole in space time, multiverse like. And it's dumb because they can still create a threat that matters on a smaller scale. Like it could just be like if we don't fix this thing, our sun's going to go supernova and destroy the earth. Not everything has to be a multiverse. Not everything has to be universe destroying. But I feel like they do that to like up the stakes, but it doesn't up the stakes. It cheapens the stakes. And I also think that maybe that was added in because this whole phase is supposed to be about the multiverse. And you know what it really feels like? It feels like every property they've tried to release in this phase that I've seen, they make it vaguely about some sort of multiverse, but they're all disconnected. So functionally it's irrelevant. You have a movie where Dr. Strange has multiverses, but they're caused by sorcery. You have a movie where uh, there's Spider-Man involving in a multiverse, but it's not caused by sorcery or it kind of is. Then you have a movie about no, how no, that, is, that is caused by sorcery. The magic right, spell the fails. Uh, and then you have this movie where the multiverse is them ripping a hole in space time somehow. Then you have another movie where, oh, it's actually this guy Kang who is like super smart and seems to know how to jump realities. And then you also have the he who remains stuff going on. It's just like, it doesn't feel connected. It feels like they told a bunch of different people, write your multiversal story for your character. 
and we'll find some way to make them all blend and it doesn't work. Yeah, you do have a point. It is kind of convoluted. Well, the reason the reason why it cheapened the world ending stakes cheapened the story is because it prevents the story from being about the character and it becomes entirely about the threat just like the spectacle yeah yeah and you and, lose and, the well, character and now to be fair they're also using that as a crutch to get around having good writing <laughs> like they yeah. use the the spectacle to get around having good writing well they and, think like the studio thinks that's what they should do yeah and the studio's stupid who um, do you guys remember someone described marvel movies nowadays as like amusement park rides like you go well, you pay the fee kind you of have been them. amusement park rides but but they, yeah. they used to be better made amusement park rides now they just pump them out to make money um i no, that's a fair comparison now because i don't like amusement park rides i feel like they're they're kind of like cheap frills i don't i don't really enjoy myself i just feel like i'm like uh sensory overload and that's supposed to be the fun part and uh that's kind of what these movies have become which is just like loud like just so much happening that means nothing because like you know a ride is over in like two seconds like it's it's ultimately as soon as you get off you could be like that was fun but it's so hollow that you forget the experience in like 20 seconds and um can i just say all the uh (laughs) i i don't know what you even call them anymore crossover things from this movie were like laughably funny to me because of how little i cared like Kate Bishop, about the, the ends of where they ripped well, off Iron Man one's Fury th- thing. That yeah, you the Kate so Bishop thing. I was just like, I don't care. And also, I was like, I don't even know if we're gonna see you because of budget cuts and the way things are going. Like, this is just funny. So that was stupid. The mutant scene was really funny to me. The post credit scene because I know that there's no way that's part of any larger universe. Like I highly doubt we're ever seeing that Hank again. I I, I think that whole thing was so funny to me. They name dropped Charles. Like we're supposed to be like oh, the mutants, so, the X-Men. They went through the trouble of bringing back Kelsey Grammer as Beast. So let, let's let's slow down on this. The Kate Bishop thing, I think you're totally on point this may lead to absolutely nothing and also like the 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 comic the comedy and the fact that kamala is recruiting her because she basically has no one else to recruit like she hasn't started on any of the people with actual powers and kate bishop could not have been of any use in any of the things kamala just dealt with at all so like she's completely worthless so the very idea that she would start with her like it's just stupid. It's like stupid funny. Like really, Kate Bishop is who you. You know, all she does is shoot arrows, right? And she's not as good as Hawkeye. Like we 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 understand that, right? Um, talking about the X Men one, a lot of people feel differently. Um, for one, they love his comic accurate look. Two, Kelsey Grammer being back is awesome. Three, they're suggesting that maybe this is the universe of the X-Men animated show. The the one that they just made a new season for? Yeah. Okay. Um, one, these- I don't care about that. Two, I thought he looked like a cartoon. Like He did look like a cartoon. I don't think that was Hulk or Thanos level CGI. I much, much, much preferred the original Kelsey Grammer makeup. Um if you read like the comments people leave about this, they love the way he looks now. 
they're like, yeah, it's way better because he couldn't do any of the CGI like things that he needed to do, which doesn't make any sense because he's CGI in this version completely. So if you just had a makeup guy and then turn him into CGI when he has to jump around, how is that? How is that worse than just a purely CGI character yeah, the whole I time? Agree. Um, like they're going to do mocap. Like, yeah, they're going to do mocap anyway. And it's not going to be Kelsey grammar. Like, um, so I'm really disappointed that he doesn't look the same, but it's definitely not the same universe. Like he looks way too different for me to be like, that's the same guy. He's got an underbite. He's got, the, he's got the fangs. Yeah. I, um, I, I really like that. Kelsey grammar is back in the role, but he's an old man. He's an actual okay. old man. I'm just saying he was an old man those... when he did it the first time. Let me put it this way, okay? I think the idea for both those post-credit scenes was for the viewer to be like, oh, shit, like we're going to see them together now or they're there now. Oh, my God, the mutants. I I didn't feel that at all. I was like, wow, no, this is yeah. dumb. This, this is actually huge. Like if you had gone back 10 years and showed that, like fucking world-ending yeah. post-credit But now scene. it's like, wow, this is laughable. And it's I don't a joke. Care. It's a joke. It's also like putting it into perspective like in a world where they fought like for the fate of the entire universe and other universes too what do the x-men bring to the table what do fantastic four bring to the table they don't and that's the thing like you're telling me the next threat is gonna be the same okay whatever and also just like the stakes in everything like Am I supposed to be hyped for the X-Men and Fantastic Four? Like, I, and you're, what you're saying is true. What do they bring to the table? Well, someone's going to start rattling off all the powers and abilities they have. And I'm like, well, I bet you I could find an existing hero that is analogous to that. But let's ignore that for a moment. What the fuck does Kate Bishop bring to the table, huh? Do we we really want to see her? It's important that we get her in the, the Avengers movie because she's going to be responsible for killing the new Kang. Her and... Uh, what's her face from Shang-Chi? Yep. The, what's her face for Shang-Chi and Hawkeye, with, but he's going to be in a wheelchair now, are all going <laughs> to grab their bows together and they're going to shoot an arrow into Kang's third eye and they're going to save mankind. They but try Kang for war crimes and they can fucking execute him with a line of archers. They, they try Kang for war crimes. They execute him. But then at the last second, he gets a pardon from president Obama. And then they're like, Whoa, Obama is still president in this universe. And it, like, and then it becomes a political thriller where he's on his seventh term yeah. and no one's sure why he's, yeah, he's become a fascist. <laughs> um <laughs> But uh, like the thing I don't get, like what I'm saying is in in the in the final battle for the fate of the universe that's surely coming up. Does it matter if there are 20 heroes or 30? No, it doesn't. Well, it's, it, I think that your average fan is going to say, yes, it does matter because your average fan, no offense, is going to just they just want to see people and they want to see their hero do their thing on the screen for their. Moment. I don't think that's the average fan anymore. I think that used to be true. Okay, the so the, the, the nerd. Okay, but I'm talking about who's still a fan of this, like a big <laughs> fan. They want to see their hero doing their thing at their moment. But you're right, it doesn't matter. And to be honest with you, what are they going to do that's going to top Endgame? What are they going to do that's going to top Multiverse well, of Madness? Well, then I'm like, okay, well, maybe it doesn't have to be about that. What if they tell like more individual stories? But then I'm like, the, like how do the X-Men fit into a world that already has heroes everywhere? 
The X-Men yeah. are a little bit more small scale, but I can sort of see how they could use the the Fantastic Four as like the conduit to the rest of the multiverse for everybody. But like, what's the thing with the mutant mutant uh, hate? Registration Act and the mutant hate. When well, like so, Spider-Man exists. And... Yeah, do they hate Doctor Strange? What about the Kree? What about the Scrolls? Like functionally, what is the difference between the aliens and the mutants? Like there's really not much of a difference. Yeah. And, and also- they have super speed about, and all that shit. Like, I've talked about this before, but the whole mutant hate angle, people love to talk about how it's like a, an analogy for um, homo, you know, gay homo rights and, yeah. or... Um, Wasn't it just an analogy for racism when it was originally... Racism raised? marginalized people, okay? The reason it falls flat with that analogy is there is no threat from my neighbor having a different religion, different race, different sexuality. There's no threat. However... If my neighbor had the ability to clap his hands and destroy half the planet, yeah, I might be like, can we regulate this guy? Because sometimes when he gets like mildly upset, he accidentally claps his hands and destroys cities. Well, that's like, the whole point of X-Men First Class is they were all they were all super powered and they wanted to take over the planet because they thought they were the next stage. This of is what I'm evolution. saying. Like the analogy of like, oh my God, I can't believe you're afraid of these people. It's like, yeah, the, the, that's it, them being different isn't the fundamental problem here. Them having the ability to kill and regularly doing it, killing thousands of people is the problem. Yeah. Yeah, you have a major point. Like, what happens when a mutant, like, let's say a mutant robs a bank and you have, like, three cops outside aiming guns at him? What are, what are they going to do? You're going to make well, them mad. Even ignoring that, half the storylines, from my understanding of the X-Men, are some mutant, like, has, like, a bad day or, like, someone bullies him and he loses it and, like, kills the whole school. And it's like... Okay, so I'm in favor of gun control, but I draw the line at, hey, that guy who's able to snap his fingers and, like, take control of every human in a 50-mile radius, that's his God-given goddamn right. Like, well, there's, yeah. um, in the comics, like, that was, like, the setup for Civil War. So, like, and there is a Civil War two in the comics, so I wonder, like, would it be, again, about registration? But the thing with the thing with the Registration Act is, at this point, they should have a hero registration act anyway, and the mutants would just follow under that. Well, are the accords the... still in effect? No, nope, they, they got rid of them in She-Hulk. And and a big thing of the mutants. What, how think... do you know that? What did they say? In the scene where Matt Murdock is debating She-Hulk in court, he makes a comment saying that the Sokovia Accords have been repealed. Uh, um, bring them back. And, and a, the other thing with the mutants is like I think a part of the like thing is supposed to be that there's so many of them, right? That yeah. like. That's why it's different yeah. than superheroes or whatever. But like, once again, I don't care about the guy who can make an ice cube. Like just the guy the, who the has tattoo the, magic guy, the guy whose mutation is he can make one ice cube in his hand once a day. Yeah. He doesn't need to register. That's fine. Once again, it comes down to the fact that there's all these insanely powerful people going around, like murdering large amounts of people. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's partially why the X-Men have the classification system for mutants, like what is like Omega level mutants or like alpha level mutants or whatever they had it. I know, but, but that makes just... it makes more sense when you have just mutants or like it's mutant or just focused. Heroes. Yeah. But when you have them all, it's like, who cares? Like, I don't know. You're not that different. You're not that yeah. unique. And to be honest, even discounting the mutants, the amount of like relatively super powered people in this universe is so massive already that it's not that different if you introduced like now there's mutants i'm like that's fantastic my other classmates a scroll my boss is a asgardian 
Um, we've yeah, got Asgardians on Earth now too. Yeah, we've my boss is an Asgardian. Oh yeah, you know we have several Kangs that work down at the the real estate office. Um, there's multiple witches that I guess also exist. Are witches mutants or is this are they their own thing? Are they heroes? Are they mutants? Are they witches? God only yeah. knows. You know what I wouldn't mind seeing, and I, I don't ever think they'll do sorcery. This, but... It's different than witch magic. Well, think about like all the things you just said, like all the different power levels and sources around the MCU now, and the fact that a half the population everywhere got blipped out of existence, and Thanos tried to destroy the world, and now they're dealing with the multiverse. I'd love to see a concept where a lot of the different countries around the world say to themselves, yeah, we're definitely the lesser power now. And they sort of start going up the ladder of escalation where, oh, they have superpowers. We should have more advanced technology to counteract that. And, oh, the world the almost Dr. gets destroyed. Yeah, basically. I mean, wouldn't you love to see Dr. Doom be the spearhead of like an evil version of NATO saying like, we need to rise up and fight back for what might happen? I mean, part of me wants to see it, but a lot of me is like, I'm just not going to care. That's the problem. Right. And, and the thing, the thing with me too, is like a lot of Marvel's heyday, I feel like was in the era where it was like it could be set in the modern world. And we understand that like the real threat internationally are all these like crazy events that are happening. But let me ask you a question. We were supposed to be getting an Israeli hero soon. I don't think so. Given the current climate, I don't see that happening. Uh, what are the Russian heroes up to right now? Are they, are they saving the world? I feel like they probably have been drafted for the special military operation. I think Russian Captain America is intervening in Ukraine. That Russian guy is currently like dabbing on Ukrainian peasants. Meanwhile, you know, the Ukrainian heroes are probably busy with something else. Um, You know, if you're a Middle Eastern hero, you probably have something you're focused on. Like, are they gonna they're gonna go the boys route where like terrorists start getting magic powers and stuff? That's functionally like what it feels like. The MCU has lost its magic, I think, in a large part because it's just gone on like expanding on itself so long. And also, I think really, with the exception of like one or two movies post Endgame, I haven't cared about anything. Like post Endgame, what have you cared about? What have you cared about and been relatively satisfied with? For me, it is No Way Home, Spider Man, No yeah. Way Home, and I didn't mind Multiverse of Madness. But to be honest with you. That ending, a lot of it, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Charlize Theron is here. He has a third eye. They're jumping through a portal. Like, fuck this. <laughs> like, yeah, they're, they're, you know what they've essentially done is they've removed all stakes from these movies. The scope that they've expanded it to with the whole multiverse thing. If something bad happens, which it rarely ever does in sticks, it can easily be reversed. It's, and- it's stupid. People See, keep well, talking. You, why do you, you think what, it could know, be reversed because of the multiverse? Yeah, well, because you have an infinite amount of everywhere, everywhere all at once. No, no relation. Hey, but, let's get Michelle Yeoh in here. Um, but you, you basically have a world where the threat's now so massive that either a lot of these smaller level heroes do things that don't matter. Because what, like, you think Spider-Man saving New York City is going to mean anything compared to your entire reality collapsing? Mm-hmm. Like, but it does matter to like. The people that he saved. I know, but I, I like, guess. But when when there is an existential threat, Daredevil should not be suiting up. Brothers should be like sitting down, and we should just launch Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, and like I don't know, Hulk. But well, how does that and Thor? We just send the four like, of them. Every, everything can be reversed. 
whatever happens could be reversed. Well, I mean, think about it. You have the whole reason they set the TVA up as a thing. Like something happens, they can immediately go back in time and reverse it. I think it. whatever's just getting at it is like there's no stakes anymore because they could destroy the whole universe and be like, psych, we found a way to not destroy it. I mean, yeah, sort of. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, you know what you know what that eventually leads to is eventually when we get to the final technically Captain Israel. <laughs> Captain Israel destroys the planet by accident. Um <laughs> no, the only real threat I think you can actually use that has any lasting effect is just the deletion of everything. All existence across the entire multiverse just dies and resets. That's the only threat you can use. Because yeah, and and when once they dies. and once they use it and beat it, it's like, well, okay, you just did it. Um, another thing, you know, I would say that empirically speaking, we have data to back up that the MCU has not been doing well, right? Like a lot of their movies have not been performing. Part of that is the fact that these allegedly. They, part of the that is the fact that they've decided to spend ridiculous budgets, right? For some reason, it was like blank check time because they thought they were printing money, and they aren't. That's part of it. Part of it is bad luck with actors like Jonathan Majors, who they bet big on, who had problems with. Part of it was COVID, but to be honest, like we've seen movies that have financially done really well recently. I think the average moviegoer just is not interested as they once were in Marvel. Well, you- I don't think they care. I think you're right. And you sort of have to view this from two separate sides of the table. On one side, you have the people that go and see these movies where I'm, I'm setting this after Endgame because Endgame was a huge spectacle that everybody loved, like second highest grossing film of all time. All these new movies, if you're a fan, Disney automatically realizes, oh, wow, all these movies already make hundreds of millions of dollars here and overseas. We can basically just print them over and over again and people will see them regardless of how bad they are. People going and seeing that, if you're an average moviegoer, you don't really care. Only until recently have they really started to speak with their wallets and have these movies really been losing money because people don't want to see that kind of shit anymore. We proved that during COVID, all the MCU movies that didn't make a lot of money didn't matter because Spider-Man No Way Home made over a billion dollars in quarantine. So you proved right there that if as long as it's good and you get what you want, they'll make a decent amount of money. But if you view it from the other side of the table where your executives looking at this on paper, I'll use Morbius as an example. Morbius was a shitty movie, but the executives didn't care because they saw that it made a decent amount of money and people as a joke were saying they liked it online. So what did they immediately think when they read it on paper? Wow, they must really like our movie. Let's re-release it and lose even more money. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, it does. But I think that... Nothing lasts forever. No, no universe, no phase. The superhero era, I think, is pretty close to being dead. Like, I think every, you look back as a crash. I think you look back in like 10, 15 years. I don't see. And part of this is the what's funny is like if Warner Brothers didn't consistently just make the DC universe like hot garbage, it could be like, well, there might be, but. The problem was Marvel was kind of the only game in town. They've started to fade. DC is obviously a disaster. DC <laughs> never broke the atmosphere. They 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 wanted the same success the MCU had then, at a lower time frame. You have Sony who's like 
drilling holes in the side of the boat that Marvel is on to try to like get a better view of what Marvel can see. And Sony's indirectly dragging everyone down with them because like, you know, the average person sees the Madam Web trailer and like another Marvel movie. Like the average person has no idea that like this is technically not connected at all. And, and they're just bad. It just adds to the fatigue. Like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I love the duality of Sony because that's this point. It's like, oh, it's one for them and three for nobody. Because everyone always says like, oh, look, Into the Spider-Verse and Across the Spider-Verse were fucking great. What about our other superhero movies? Venom 1 was okay at best. Second one sucked. Morbius sucked. Madam Web sucked. Craven's probably going to suck. Did you and... see Madam Web? No, but I've oh. read the reviews and people don't seem to like it. I heard it was really bad. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's disastrous. Um, and maybe we've grown out of it a little, but I genuinely do think that they had to try harder in some of those first one to two phases to make better stuff. And like the first phase, I think got away with a lot because it was kind of new to see a modern superhero movie. Um, and it was an interesting idea that they were all connected. The second phase had really good films, but it also was really writing that like the novel feeling of an, all these heroes joining together. And the third phase had the goodwill built up and it's the conclusion. It's something you need to see. Now, nothing they do is is unless they really break ground with good writing and good stories. I don't think there's a draw anymore. Well, uh, and I think that's multi-generational. Like younger people, I don't know. Do they see uh, the people I know who are younger do not care that much about Marvel. It's sort of like I think what I've been saying to you guys over the last few reviews, which is basically sort of what I just said. People are now speaking with their wallets. Marvel has reached a point where they make so much money and get so much attention on these films that they don't have to try. Whatever They immediately assume that whatever they throw out there, regardless of what it is, is going to make a lot of money. And they use the excuse that it's, oh, it's all, it's kid oriented. It's for little people. It's for younger people, that kind of thing. So, you know, they treat you and everybody else like idiots, putting forced humor in there, stupid jokes, like explaining everything. They want to assume that people really don't know what's going on. And it probably drives people nuts. So it's gone on for long enough to where people are finally starting to realize the quality they're allowed to ask for. Like take, for example, what, um, what Amazon is doing. You got Invincible, you got Reacher, you got the boys. Like those are all for the most part, like action adventure, superhero esque stuff. And they're well-made and well-written and they're really well-received. Meanwhile, you go over to the MCU and you look over the last 10 movies they've made. They're nothing on that scale. And people say to themselves, why am I wasting 20 upwards of $50 for a family at the movies for something so shitty? And I would maybe even argue well, that and because that... it comes out on streaming. Yeah, yeah, it's easier to justify watching something on streaming when I can pause, I can skip, I can do whatever versus going to watch a movie. But even with like Invincible and The Boys, look, I, I think The Boys is fine. I think some of the steam is dying there a little bit. I agree, with Invincible, but... splitting it into two halves was fucking awful. I'm not going to lie to you. Like that really killed a lot of the hype for that series. And also the animation doesn't feel up to snuff to me on that first season. Um, But but I would say that a lot of what those have going for them with Reacher, with the boys, with Invincible is that it's just different. And and then them being different is what kind of sets them apart. Um, 
versus Marvel, which is the standard, and they don't seem to be able to break the standard. And I don't know if that's shareholders who are like, we must appeal to the broadest possible audience at the broadest possible time. But Barbie and Oppenheimer did amazing. Those are not movies with super broad appeal. You're right. They had good word of mouth and there was a big hype campaign around them. And also they were different. Yeah, you're right. It broke the mold. It, it's it's less of the same. I think you're right. Well, it all, it all comes down to the writing. The writing has been terrible. But um, aside from the writing being terrible, you know, I work in a school, and so I'm thinking like Endgame came out in like 2018. Yeah, these kids are in ninth grade right now. They would have been in like fourth grade when Endgame came out, and so they would have had no idea what was going on. And since then, all their exposure has been um, probably Disney Plus TV shows, which have been far and away just terrible. And then there are the movies, which, like you guys said, they're they're probably not dying to go see. And their parents are not dying to spend $80 to take their two kids to watch some shitty movie that's going to show up on Disney Plus, which they already pay for. Um, so I think there's like, if the writing had just been one home run after another, I think the MCU would still be full steam ahead right now. Um, But since it hasn't, the way that the market has shifted with streaming services, I think that they have really killed what it takes to show up for a movie. Like it has to be the biggest movie. And even I'm the same way. Like I have a kid for me to go see a movie right now is a big ask. And you want me to pay 20 to $30, which to be honest, I'm so busy. So if I just didn't see it, by the time I get around to being like, hey, where's that movie? It's on streaming already somewhere. Or I can pay five bucks to rent it. Or it's something like Captain Marvel where you know that you probably, if you did make the time to see it, you'd be disappointed. It, 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 this would have been a complete waste of my time if I had gone to the theater. To, to set aside a night, to drive there, to pay the money, to like sit there for two hours, two and a half hours, whatever, drive back home. Didn't see my kid. I don't know. My wife, like, you know, she's got other things going on. Like, it's just too much, too much to deal with for what? So that I could watch some generic shit. But if the yeah. writing had been good, like, I still think about, like, how could they have fixed this? And um, personally, I would have just erased Photon out of existence. That's what uh, they fucked. did. That's fucked. I would have. I would have depowered Carol somehow. Like had her build some character in some other way besides just being the bit the toughest motherfucker in every single room. Like just a completely unearned, like just something, something to bring her back down to like ground level and have and build her back up a little bit. Um yeah, so let's let me just talk about a few things that I wrote down here. The beginning of the movie where they're trying to figure out like what went wrong and Monica, Monica and Carol are like working together with Fury. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was good. Like I thought like more of that would have been better for the movies than like figuring things out. Um, I thought it was really weird that Fury didn't know who Kamala was. Like it's kind of his job to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, some of the audio, like I couldn't hear what certain people were saying mm-hmm. at certain points. Like Poorly really mixed. bad. Um, Dar Ben's assistant was the guy from the crown who got fired for having all those affairs, Mike Parker. <laughs> um, I, I like seeing him in this and I thought he was good. 
um, Photon's costume, when she showed up, it was comical. It looked like something but from yeah, a Halloween white warehouse. It yeah, just bad. like just trash, like just like a trash costume. Um, I'm very confused because it seemed like Darben had the Power Stone in her in her weapon. Right. It yeah, that's like that's a little odd. Like the whole reason purple. those those rods were so powerful in Guardians of the Galaxy was because he imbued it with the stone. You're right. He had the stone in there, and then she seems to have like the accuser weapon, but it's the same thing. It's like, are you guys just saying like that accuser weapon just does that, and then therefore <laughs> the power stone has no effect? Yep, it's just yeah, it's just it. stupid shit. Um, I actually liked what I thought was the final fight on the spaceship when they fought her. It was kind of brutal. And like fast, like I said, I kind of like the choreography in this in this movie. You know, well, you know what's one thing I wrote about that final fight that kind of makes me hate this movie a little bit more is think about all the MCU movie MCU movies you like. One thing that stands out for all most of them, if not all of them, is they have great scores. You remember any music in this movie that you no. remember at all, especially no. during that final fight? Yeah, it was nothing. silent. Yeah, nothing. Um, the not last even the Captain thing. Marvel theme. Yeah. The last thing that I thought was really funny is they literally wait for Darben to put the second bangle on and then Carol tackles her. Like they're all just standing there. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that the whole thing you're trying to avoid is her? Like, I, I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, wow, really? Like, how do you not see the stupidity in your own film when you're, when you're making that? You know what I want to know? How can she wear both bangles and get disintegrated yet Kamala can wear both of them and be fine? She got disintegrated. I don't remember. <laughs> she used both ba- when Dar Ben put both bangles on and did the Wonder Woman thing. She got disintegrated. That's how she died. When Kamala puts them on and I uses the power, she's completely fine. Am I right? Um, she becomes Allah. I remember. Um. Yeah. So, like again, it wasn't a great movie. Um. But we can we can move on because I've got some funny things to go over. Sure. Um. Right. I'll just say like I get I guess some some roundup shit. I've been watching. Because I got a subscription to Paramount to watch the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. for like I have like a month or something. Um, I've been watching 1883 and then 1923, which are the prequels to Yellowstone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not bad. 1923 is the superior show. Um, but it has Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren, and I'm enjoying it. I'm actually enjoying it. The other one is more like perspective. 1883 was more spectacle. Um, I've also been playing Gotham Knights. Oh, you mentioned that to me. They could have made it a lot better. They should have really just taken a lot from the Arkham games. They tried to do their own thing. It's not a train wreck. I'm, I'm somewhat enjoying it, but it is nowhere near the level of the Arkham series. Did you touch Suicide Squad yet? No. And I don't know if I ever will. A lot of anger that it apparently ruined the Arkham verse. Yeah, but uh, well, none of these are really like. They have no meaning. Yeah. Well, it just sucks that it's uh, what's his name's last performance. Kevin right? Yeah. Listen, I love Kevin Conroy, but who gives a shit? Whoa, Kia, that's fucked up, dude. Like, I some people are crying because I just. You're certainly that. in the minority on that. Oh, shit, Madam Web News. What do I care if it's his last performance? What, what do you mean? What does what that he, mean? He's dead, dude. He fucking killed yeah, himself. I'm sorry. In front dead, of his family. Did in anybody... front of his fucking family, dude. No. I, I he put I... a gun to his head and he said, I I 
believe anybody think that he pulled the trigger. Did anybody think that Kevin Conroy was going to do it for infinity, for eternity? For yes, infinity? he was going to do it for hundreds of years. He was almost ready to sign up for an AI-generated Kevin Conroy to take over after he died. And they these fucking bastards at Suicide Squad, they said, no, you have to be a normal actor. And they killed him. Yeah, how dare this bastard die and Listen, force them to make that his last appearance? I'm his I'm a fan of his. But if he really wanted to if he really cared about what might be his last performance, maybe he shouldn't just do any stupid ass project they put in front of him. Maybe he should look at the script. He and should be have like, been built different yeah. and lift. <laughs> maybe he should have looked at his age, seen the stupid ass script they put in front of him and said, you know what? This might be my last fucking role. I should not yeah, do a shit. Realistically, he was probably like, oh, fuck, I need to pay my medical bills. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Hugh Jackman's having similar thoughts about being in Deadpool after everyone thought Logan was going to be his last performance as Wolverine. Doesn't care. He's just wants if, money. If he didn't care, I don't care. Um, <laughs> but but check out this headline. Inside Sony's Madame Web Collapse. Forget about a new franchise. I wanted <laughs> to show you this because the quotes are actually fucking hilarious. This is awesome. All right. On Wednesday night. Wait, who's saying this? Um Okay, whatever. On Wednesday night, you could actually watch advanced purchase sales declining in real time as buyers were refunding their tickets. Marvel's a major theatrical chain insider. It really says something when you'd rather have Shazam 2 numbers. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, dude. Jesus. How long is this? Okay, I'm going to read this whole thing. It marks one of the lowest starts in Hollywood history for a film based on a Marvel character. Domestic box office for the first, first six days in North America was just $26.2 million after opening midweek on Valentine's Day. International tallied $25.7 million from 61 markets. Even the fan-friendly uh, cinema score grade was, a, was poor. C+, extremely low for a superhero title. Like DC and the once unstoppable Marvel, Sony is now finding itself in under the gun to reevaluate how it makes comic book movies. Sony's previous Spider-Man universe movie, 2022's Morbius was a critical bust and much maligned by fanboys online, but at least it managed to earn 170 million worldwide. There's no such hope for Madame Web. Plus the features collapse doesn't just impact this film, but a new potential franchise led by star Dakota Johnson that Sony had hoped to spin out. Spoiler alert, her character is connected to Peter Parker, whose birth is documented in the movie. Is there any fucking way that they actually thought this could be a franchise? I'm telling you, they're idiots. That's why they're drilling a hole in the side of the boat. The film introduced a trio of supporting characters played by Isabella Merced, Celeste O'Connor, and Sidney Sweeney, now one of the top stars her age. Which, by the way, like, when is this bubble going to burst? We get it. Like, she's got big boobs. I really don't. I have not seen anything else that suggests that she's a good actress. I can't believe that just a pair of big boobs in this day and age when like there's free porn all over the world. Like, I can't believe that someone is famous for just being like, I mean, I'm not saying she's the most beautiful woman in the world. Like she's not ugly and she has big boobs and like her entire career seems to be based on this. And I like, I'm shocked. I don't understand how this could be possible. It's set up a future in which the three could have become a team of spider women who wants that? Under the guiding eye of Johnson's Cassie Webb. Now that's not going to happen. 
who the fuck wanted that to happen? Who is sitting here saying, you know what? I want three spider women at once. And I want them to be doing the same shit Peter Parker would be doing. We're not going to see another Madame Web movie for another decade plus. You're never seeing it again, <laughs> quipped one industry veteran. It failed. Sony tried to make a movie that was a different type of superhero movie. I don't believe that. Are they suggesting they, just women? Is that is that it? Yeah. Are they, are they trying to say that people are sexist and didn't see it because there's all women? Aren't we currently reviewing a movie that had three female leads that was a superhero film? Yes. Yeah. We didn't give it great. Uh, well, wasn't Madame well Webb. Madame Webb joins a troubling trend. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Madame Webb joins a troubling trend for the superhero genre. Every live action comic book movie last year underperformed aside from Marvel Studios Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, regardless of the studio. Superhero fatigue has evolved from a turn used by some corners of the fandom to something reluctantly accepted as industry fact. And it's coming at a time when Marvel, DC, and Sony are all attempting the difficult work of birthing new franchises. So Madame Webb, directed and co-written by S.J. Clarkson and starring Johnson as a New York paramedic who develops psychic powers, seemingly took a wise approach. When there are capes and cowls on every metropolis corner, doesn't it make sense to avoid the usual tropes and try for a more grounded-feeling suspense thriller with low-key charm? Yeah, if they wrote it right. And moreover, make a superhero movie for women and young girls? Wait, what? I think think they're just... I think they're drinking Kool-Aid. That's not who comes out. Yeah, except it didn't work. I don't know if women are enough to carry the box office here, one veteran studio outside studio source outside of Sony says. Indeed, males make up 65 to 70% of the superhero audience in North America. In the case of Madame Webb, the percentage of female viewers was still only 46%. So it was 30 before and then went up to 46. And they're like, it failed. I think I think you like, what do you think like? We are in transition when it comes to superhero movies, notes the insider. I don't know how big that transition is or what the other side looks like. It may be fewer movies, but bigger brands. Sony is willing to take some risks, but also wants some home runs. That's good. And if Sony's upcoming Spider-Man universe title, Craven, is a gigantic hit. I mean, who thinks Craven is going to be a gigantic hit? This idiot. The narrative could be completely different. So it's too early to know the outcome. No, we know. We know I'm going to buy two tickets to that movie now. The current mood on the Sony lot is gloomy, <laughs> Insider says. The studio has certainly had notable wins under movie chief Tom Rothman's tenure, including Oscar-nominated Spider-Verse series and the live-action Venom. Okay, those are barely passable. A third Venom starring Tom Hardy is due out November 8th. It is? Oh, shit. And it's going to bomb. Rothman is known for keeping a close watch over budgets and has been widely reported that Madame Web cost $80 million. But the actual number is in the low 100 million range, according to several sources. Damn it, it only made 25. That's not even including marketing. Yeah, they're screwed. Dude, that's that's a real bomb. That's like bankrupt bomb. Yeah. Still, that's far less than the two, 200 to 300 million routinely spent by Marvel or DC. Interestingly, some Madam Web reviewers are earnestly making the case that the film could eventually find a second life as a camp classic. Um. It's a travesty, a disaster, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. While such backhanded compliments are hardly solace to Sony, there's an argument to be made if you're going to fail, you might as well fail big because there's actually something worse than a movie not succeeding, being forgettable. I think it is going to be forgettable. I think you give it three months, no one's going to talk about it. 
it's not superhero fatigue. The writing just sucks. That's that's all. Yeah, but that is causing superhero fatigue. It doesn't have the meme potential that Morbius had. Um, apparently, Madame Web had a post-credit scene. Let's find out. Um, it's, I you know, Morbius has such a great one. <laughs> we played around with some stuff. I felt like, I kind of felt like we'd said everything, but it was almost like again because I don't want to go into spoiler turf. But the way the story ended. And then we have an ending and then something else. <laughs> I felt that I was kind of given something in the end. Okay, whatever. Uh, yeah. All right. I was just clicking some things that might have conversation starters. Um, the actual budget is revealed. Okay, we talked about that. Um, Madame Web producer says lack of Spider-Man connection. That's a- Free the movie from that obligation. That's a bold-faced lie. That's a bold-faced lie. I know that is not true. Well, Peter Parker's in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But do they ever say his name? So one of the things I heard about this was that Ben Parker is the brother to Mary Parker. Which means Richard Parker like it's either incestuous or his last name wasn't Parker and Peter Parker's last name is. I thought, I thought I read that May or Mary Parker was like his sister-in-law or something. I read that it's his sister, but I haven't seen the movie. Would be fucking awesome. That's what gave him his powers. His- <laughs> it was incestuous. That would be the funniest thing on the planet. Predator uh, got it wrong. It's not it's not autism that's the next stage of human evolution. It's incestuous births. I have uh, some really great news for you guys. X-Men 97 will be rated TV 14 on Disney+. Plus. Holy shit. And one key member of the team will be portrayed as non-binary. That's what I'm talking about. Isn't that nice? Uh, okay. Who is it? Um, this is binary. A lighter take on the character who is no, not binary. No, Morph. Who the fuck is Morph? Shapeshifting morph. Well, that kind of makes sense, honestly. Yeah, that that does make sense. Yeah, if they're shapeshifters, all the scrolls are non-binary. Um, Is that true? I I don't really care though. I I mean, that's not what I'm thinking about when I'm watching a show. Who the fuck is morph? Is morph in that picture there? No, I don't think morph ever appeared. I think that's. I think that's. uh, That's them in the back behind Jubilee, right there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What the fuck? That's okay. Um, John Bernthal spotted on the set of Daredevil. Um, But I don't... I looked at these and I never saw him in the fucking picture. Put that on the list of shows I'm probably not going to watch. Is this him? Is this like a Bigfoot sighting? Uh, Like, it's just a street... Wait, it took some smoke 15 more blowing. seconds. Oh, oh video. okay. What the? F- <laughs> oh, it's White Tiger and Punisher popping out and shooting him in the head. It's <laughs> just a gangland that's execution. That's hilarious right video. It, out of context, that's actually hilarious. I I feel like that's not much of a punishment to assassinate someone from the back when he doesn't know you're there. So that's the Punisher just standing there. Well, and White Tiger's. Just fucking walking down the street. Look, you can sort of see the Punisher logo. <laughs> and he gets his fucking cheeks clapped. Just, he's just like, dude, the way he's walking in this park, 
He's like, like he's got his shoulders squared. He's doing like dude, the cartoon walk. There's a 99% chance that he was just at the gym playing basketball and he's walking home. This is this is what's happening right now in the Marvel that, universe. This dude that, is just minding his own business. That gun doesn't have any recoil either. Look, he just points it and then walks away. He just fucking <laughs> Bro, tapped so his funny, ass. Dude. I actually I kind of love this clip. Boom, bitch. Right. Look at him. Look at him. Oh. You guys ever? Did you guys ever watch? Daredevil Kick-Ass kills one? the Marvel universe. Did you guys ever watch Kickass One? I love the way he walks up. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that scene where, he, uh, what's his face goes to kill Kickass, but it's some party entertainer dressed as him by accident? I don't remember. That's what this could have been. But like, look some at guy how coming he, out from a birthday party. Look at that. Like, I don't know. Movies are so stupid, but like the way he jogs into the like the scene. Yeah. And then he starts like doing his tough guy walk. Well, you can't like, tell by the way. Yeah, he speeds up and slows down. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Which there's no nothing. Yeah, there's no recoil or nothing. I don't know how they do it with a straight face, to be honest. But, you know, I. Hey, John Bernthal, at least he's killing people. Oh, that's fucking. He wasn't funny. even invited to set. He just killed the guy and leaves. Superman, Superman Returns sequel series starring Brandon Routh has been discussed. Oh, God. What is that? There's no chance this is happening. No, kinda, there's no chance that this is happening. Do you guys, do you guys know if, if the CW shit is still going on? Because I haven't seen anything about Flash oh, for a No, long it's all time. ending. It's all ending for the new DC universe. So there's no way this is happening. Um, so Marvel Studios and Sony are butting heads. The, re- the last report I saw is that they are unsure if they should do a multiverse story or a grounded story and i'm like who's not sure or do they want to bring back andrew garfield and who is not uh, sure i mean at this point i really i think legally they can't there must be some reason but do a spider-man 4 do an amazing spider-man 3 but like i i really don't think like if they don't know what to do with the way no way home ended if they don't know where to pick up from there like clearly I would even say do a symbiote story, but I don't know what you do after the fucking disaster that was the No Way Home Tom Hardy cameo thing. But like, give him a symbiote, introduce Black Cat. Like he's in co- he's in college. Like just do your thing. And um, I yeah, like no, they need him going to Universe A two one B six. Yeah, where he fights Wasp Man, who's very similar to Spider Man. So right now with Sony. I mean, who knows, honestly? Who honestly knows what the fuck is going to happen? Um, by the way, no Hot Toys figures of any of the Marvel's character. No Hot Toys figures of Madame Web so far, which they've made a, a figure from all of those movies. So that's interesting. Are they going to do a Craven one? I hope so. It's like the one Spider-Man villain they haven't made. Smallville star Alan Richson. Alan Richson plays Reacher, Jack Reacher. Reflects on awful Aquaman costume. Says he'd absolutely play DCU's Batman. I think he's too big. I don't want someone that big. I remember this pilot from years ago. And it, it, I didn't think I it was that this. bad. There was I only mean, one episode. It was only the pilot. I didn't think dude, it was that bad. I have like... He wasn't in that suit when I saw that's that. more sophisticated than whatever he's wearing right now. Like this dude's just wearing a hoodie. And it doesn't even look warm. Um, 
Man of Steel star Henry Cavill has joined the MCU, but not as Doctor Doom. Yeah, I don't think he'd be great as Doctor Doom. They're saying that he has been offered and accepted a mystery role. And that's all we know. He's going to be, what's his name? The guy who turns into metal in the X-Men. Colossus. Yeah. Marshala Ali reportedly still attached to Blade, but the movie could end up being delayed. It's already been delayed many times. Um, I can't believe that they're going to fuck this up. Like, they can't even come up with a script. Like, they can't even make They have a a Blade game coming out, but they can't do the movie. Oh, yeah. Who's who's making that? Is that Rocksteady? Or Have you not not seen the teaser for it? I think I did. Or something? No, isn't it uh, the same one that did Spider-Man and Zomniac? I, think I, thought, so. it, I thought it was Ubisoft. Or, is, is it here somewhere? I don't know. It's Bethesda. Bethesda. Oh, never mind. It's strangely. Uh, Madam Web recycles footage from Spider-Man 2. Did you what? guys see this? No, that's funny. How the, how the fuck they do that? Is it? Yeah, see this? That shot? That, that was in Spider-Man 2. And they use wow. it as kind of like a flashback or a flash forward. Oh, this looks. Hmm. This yeah. looks like CW quality. I'm not stuff. sure what we're looking at right now. Ay, ay, ay. This is just not good. Something about this looks like the 90s. Is this set in the 90s? Probably because Spider Man's not born yet. But wouldn't Spider Well, But if he was like, if he was like 18. That would be 14. This it, clip it is it wouldn't be the dream, 90s. Dude. Yeah. Oh, what the? <laughs> what is this? She's like hovering behind. This is, this is like fetish shit. I'm, I'm down. What are these this glasses? is funny. I feel like I'm watching like a Dior like perfume oh, commercial or we something. Gotta, we got to watch that movie. Let me tell you. 100%. Uh, you guys saw the trailer for Deadpool? No. Yeah. I didn't. It didn't look that bad. You didn't see it? No, no, it looked great actually. Um, I mean, you I don't want to say great. The, I'm not vouching for it. Some of the like, rumors are true. You can see the 20th Century Fox logo in the background. It's it's got some funny moments. Um, I don't really know what's happening here. I thought all these people died, but well, he he went back in time, remember, and fixed it. I don't remember who the hell are they? TVA, the TVA, but they look different. Um, he's saying some shit. They're fighting. And then that's Mr. Darcy. I am Marvel Jesus. So he's in TVA and they send him through timelines for some reason. Um, so he's doing shit. <laughs> he finds Wolverine. Um, I don't remember. I mean, this is, I'm like purposely. Here, hold on. Wait, go back, go back, go back. Right, right there. You can see the little edge of the 20th century Fox logo. Well, go now, go back to where he's reloading. Yeah, right there. Yes. See it? Yeah, see that? That's the X yeah. and Fox. Oh yeah. The Y and Century. Sure. Oh yeah. Didn't we see that from the first movie? Is that what that was? I don't know. Whatever. Um, I think that's the demon that they showed in Loki. That's like at the end of time. There was a clip where we saw who we what people think is Daniel Radcliffe. But I don't know where it is in the trailer. I know Wolverine's sitting at a poker table. No, yeah, but that's Daniel Radcliffe, they think. 
Is it here? Uh, that right. they think that's Daniel Radcliffe. Really? Not Hugh Jackman. Whatever. Anyway. Be funny. Fantastic Four. I guess is the biggest oh, yeah. news. You saw this, guys? Yes, I don't I really this. know how to feel about Pedro Pascal. I just think this is funny, to be honest with you. I don't think that the casting. I like him. I think he should have been Doctor Strange. I don't know. Like he almost looks like Doctor Strange in that picture. I don't know what to make of him. I really like Vanessa Kirby. She was Princess Margaret in The Crown. Yeah. I I don't know what to make of the two of them together. Like he's like 18 years older than her. Mm-hmm. So are they really going to sell that as like an actual romance or what? Um, the the guy is uh the long haired dude from Stranger Things, which from what I know from that show, from what I saw, like he seems qualified to play Johnny Storm. Um, the guy who played Micro and Punisher is gonna be Ben Grimm. Really? Yvonne yep. Moss. Yep. <clears throat> he's great in the bear. Um, he's great in a lot of things. I've I've seen him in a lot of things. He was also in Andor, I think. Um yeah, like I'm I'm okay with him, I guess, being double casting, even because Micro will probably never show up again, but also because Ben Grimm won't have a face. So whatever. But um I can't wait to see weird. them try and finagle <clears throat> the this in the timeline. Weird. They are it it does seem like they're trying to do some type of sixties thing. They also showed off this. Like there's there he is, micro. This is like again, I'm like, it could be her dad. I don't know. <laughs> like something about this is not is not right to me. I don't see Reed like this. I, I don't know. Uh, we'll maybe it'll grow on you. You never know. Yeah. All right. Um, and then the last thing uh is I did see this. Planet yeah. of the Apes. And they're going back to classic Planet of the Apes. Well, I don't know if it's going back. They're going forward in time, I think. Well, what I mean, what I mean by that is like the story has gone back to what the original Planet of the Apes was. I don't think we're there yet. Because the spaceship isn't arriving. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean like the way the world is set up. This is still like um I don't know. I don't know what era it would be. It's not medieval. Humans have devolved and the apes are in charge. It seems like humans have devolved. Medieval sure. almost. Yeah. Maybe, like, maybe medieval. Yeah. Well, they have weapons and obviously they can do metal crafting and stuff with that crown and armor. Um, so Idris Alba's playing a gorilla or something? They're doing the hunts. Yeah. It's yeah. A- I mean, we've done every other. Uh, Planet of the Apes movie. I'm actually kind of excited for this one. Honestly, I I would rather read the novelization after what I learned previously. Oh, okay. That doesn't sound good. Well, remember how much better they were than the movie? I mean, yeah, that that tends to be the case for a lot of movies that ended up sucking. I mean, did that movie suck? Did the third one suck? No. Uh, I would say it wasn't good, but remember, we yeah. didn't read the... Uh, novelization we just thought it was like eh, it was fine it was weird that's the problem it kind of the trailers kind of portrayed a different type of story from what we actually got yeah well yeah that's for sure um all right guys i don't know right. I, I i think the next one will be aquaman 2 
I just can't say when or where that will happen. You're gonna wait till Mad Ed Web comes out on streaming. Hell yeah, bro. We're not going to the theaters, Mad Do you guys want to do Dune 2? I'm gonna see it anyway, so I'm probably want. gonna see it anyway. Well, let me know when it comes out because I'm it's not on my radar at all. Okay. It comes out like a week or two weeks. It's like next week, I think. Yeah, it's pretty soon. Um yeah, okay. I don't have high hopes. The twenty fifth. Oh, I'm excited for that. Twenty fifth. Okay. All right. It's been real, boys. Hell yeah, brother. Catch you on the next one. See ya. See ya.